You're listening to the Tweakle Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Jake Alexander, your voice in the void, the lone wolf, your favorite host for the list, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Here we are back in the vault. This is the Tweakle Podcast. You know that you tune in every Friday, and I'm so glad that you do. I'm very happy that you're here. I'm very happy to be behind this mic inside the vault doing my thing, and I hope you all enjoy it just as, just as much as I enjoy doing it. Uh, it's been a hell of a week, man. It's been <laughs> it's a lot of work hours this week, just like it has the last couple of weeks, but Looks like everything's starting to turn. The weather is is not great, but it's nice. Man. It's, the weather's turning nice. We're getting closer to spring, and soon enough we can leave these these cold, dreary winter days behind, and we can start cracking the grill out. Actually, I got the grill out yesterday and just did some hamburgers and hot dogs for the family. And, you know, it was good. It was nice. You know, kids played in the driveway a little bit, so I can keep an eye on them. I was on the grill making a little food. It's you know, it's winter, but I'm that crazy enough to do it, so it's all good. So today's show is going to be kind of short because I got something to do, and I'll let you know what that is uh, later. But for right now, let's get into the news and get on with it. <laughs> So let's start off today's news by talking about the passing of Alan Ladd Jr. Now, if you don't know the name, I get it. Let me explain. Um, Alan Ladd Jr. is one of probably the only two or three Hollywood execs that are like universally loved and respected. Um, you might be thinking now at this point, why in the world would a guy who talks about nerdy things bring up a Hollywood executive? Okay, so this is why I'm thinking of him. This is the man that greenlit Star Wars when multiple studios, I mean almost all of them, said it was a bad idea, it was never going to be anything. He looked at the script, he trusted uh, He trusted the vision for the movie, he said, yeah, go ahead, make it. And he got the studio at the time, which was uh, Fox, he, um, he got the studio to make the movie, this, that, and the other, and it turned out to be this gigantic hit. He went on to be a producer for other films like Chariots of Fire, Spaceballs, Young Frankenstein, Police Academy, Gone Baby Gone, Blade Runner, and Braveheart, which he wound up winning the Best uh, Best Picture Oscar uh, as executive producer for. Um, actually, he's also the man that's credited for suggesting that the Ripley character from the Alien franchise be changed from male to female. And because they trusted his vision and they trusted his word, they changed it from male to female and gave the part to Sigourney Weaver, and, uh, Sigourney Weaver instead of the, uh, the guy that they had picked in the first place. And the rest is history. 
as far as nerds go, this man has always had his pulse on um, movies as, as far back as I can remember and as far back as he's gone in his career. Uh, he just passed away on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday. Um, I just, it's just kind of cool to, to know that that one guy had so many, uh, he had so much to do with so many movies that I loved growing up. Um, still talking about movies, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the release is being delayed, but not for everybody, not just for us. So Paramount has decided that they are just going to delay indefinitely. They don't know when they'll undo the delay, but they're going to uh, delay the release of not only Sonic the Hedgehog 2, but their other movie, uh, Lost City in Russia, for, well, let's just be for real, for obvious reasons. A uh, spokesperson for Paramount released a statement that says, as we witness the ongoing tragedy in Ukraine, we have decided to pause the theatrical release of our upcoming films in Russia, including The Lost City and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. We stand by all those impacted by the humanitarian crisis across Ukraine, Russia, and our international markets. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be some like critical blow against Russia that makes them knock off this nonsense they're up to. Hey, but you know, man, at least they're trying to help, right? Um, let's talk sports. We don't actually talk sports a lot, but I want to talk sports for a split second. So I'm a baseball fan. I know a lot of people out there are not baseball fans because even as a baseball fan, I can be quite honest, it is sometimes very boring, but I still like baseball. I grew up watching baseball. I grew up loving baseball. Uh, if you've been living on the rock and you don't know right now, uh, there are negotiations between the team owners and the MLBPA. Um, they're trying to get a new collective bargaining agreement, and until that is done and on the table and everything's signed, there will be no baseball. It's, it's a lockout, but at the same time, it's a strike. I, I don't know what exactly what to call it. But they've already started canceling games. Uh, there's a good chance that they may even like lose the entire upcoming season. And like I said, I get it. A whole lot of folks don't really care about baseball because, you know, baseball isn't America's pastime anymore. That's football. But to me, when you think about this, this is a bigger issue at play. Number one, this is billionaires versus millionaires. And it's a fight between who gets a bigger cut of the pie for TV revenue and all this, that, and the other. But the only person getting hurt by this is people like me who just want to go watch baseball. I want to take my son to a baseball game. I want to take my daughter to a baseball game. It'd be nice to go down to the ballpark as a family and just have that experience. But I can't do it because there are billionaires versus millionaires. And number two, considering what's going on in the country not, not right now with um, inflation, this, that, and other, people are hurting financially. This is the last thing we need is to see people who are not hurting for money arguing over pennies. Please, somebody get a message to them. Knock this shit off. Go back to playing baseball and just chill out, all right? You don't have to have a lockout or a strike to work toward the collective bargaining agreement. There was, I think, a year and some change left on the last agreement. You got plenty of time to work out a new deal and just go play baseball and let's get this going. Man, and, and let's be for real, Major League Baseball can't uh, stand a, a longer lockout or any more shenanigans because they really haven't recovered their fan base that they lost from the 1995 strike lockout, whatever you want to call it. So they ain't got nothing to, you know, really be working toward. They need to fit, figure this out immediately. Uh, all you anime nerds out there, me being one of them, um, we can finally rejoice because now Crunchyroll and, Fun and Funimation, their their merger has is finalized. I'm not talking about the paperwork. I mean the actual like site and where you actually get all the anime. All that's done. Everything's ready to roll. Uh, we can finally get back to watching everything we want without having to jump sites. Um, everything's going to be in one single place now. All the content that was on Funimation will be moved to Crunchyroll. Um, they announced it uh, on the first with a trailer out of nowhere because 
we knew they were going to merge and everything was going to be on one fight. I, we really didn't think it was going to be this fast, though. That was a quick turnaround because the the deal, uh, the paperwork itself was signed for the deal, I want to say, what, November, December last year. And we were thinking, oh, well, they'll get around to it sometime later, 2022. But no, they, they got it done already. So um, they announced it, like I said, in a, with a trailer on the first. Uh, the trailer was it's up on the IG page if you haven't seen it. It's a neat little trailer, but hey, man, look, all our, all our favorite stuff is in one place. So let's see how it works. I'm crossing my fingers to sudden blow up in our face and cause us to have to pay more per month to watch our favorite anime. Um, and to end the news today, well, today's the day. And the Batman released today. It starts today. I don't know how it's going to go. Uh, I'm headed there as soon as this episode is over so I can watch the movie. I'm firmly in the middle in regards of how I think it'll be. Look, I want it to be good. I'm slightly expecting it to be good. I just don't know if it will be. I'm, I'm going in completely blind and completely with, you know, just my mind open. I'm going to watch this movie and judge it for what it is. I'm not going to judge it versus any other of the Batman movies unless there is just some grievously horrible take or acting or something like that. I'm just going to judge it on its own merits. I'm going to judge it on what how it should fit into the DCEU going forward. And hopefully next Friday, I will have a complete review. But, and, you know, cross your fingers on this. I won't be the only one in the vault talking about it that day for that episode. Um, but, you know, we'll make sure you come back for that next Friday and see how it goes. Um, that's all the news for now. I'm going to go grab a drink. And when I come back, let's talk about the Peacock Show, Bel Air. First off, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Now that we've got that out of the way, see, if you're black, you hear this so much, especially lately. If you aren't black, I'm pretty sure your black friends have certainly said this and you've heard it. That is do it for the culture. It's a rallying cry that has found a stable home in the minds and mouths of the masses, on t-shirts, in memes, and in music. I said that to say this, Bel Air on Peacock is for the culture. What culture? My culture. The culture that ran home and made all the time in the world to catch the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air back in the day. This show was for folks like that that knew the entire theme song by heart. And I mean the whole thing. All eight stanzas. If you didn't know that it had eight stanzas, you can't have a conversation with me. This show is for everyone like me that wished we had an Uncle Phil that we could escape to live with. See, I had an Uncle Carl and Kelly, but let's just say that didn't work out like the TV show did. This show is for the culture of kids raised through the 90s on the original and still carry memories of it like war wounds. Because when Will said, how come he don't want me, man? And he cried, we cried. The same cathartic tears, and we wondered the exact same thing. While Bel Air is a short-run remake of a six-year spanning classic, it is no less for the culture than its original short, than its original source material. We all know the story of how the too cool for school Will found his way to Bel Air with the Banks family. But here it's told with superb dramatic effect and we get to see all those notes that led to his departure from Philly. Once there, the character log is quickly introduced into the new. Jazz, Jeffrey, Aunt Viv and Hillary, Uncle Phil, Ashley, and of course Carlton. They're all there. And... That is where Bel Air goes in for the culture. Where the original was comedic and lighthearted with touches of seriousness, Bel Air is all about the drama. 
and the consequences were the scene or unseen. There are notes of political intrigue, colorism, racism, and classism, and that's just in the first half of the first episode. The Fresh Prince did a wonderful job of sprinkling things of this nature in over the course of its six seasons. But here, Jabari Banks leads a stellar cast into a darker rendition that uses comedy as a throwaway device to set up beats throughout, and no one really misses a step. Jabari Banks' will impersonates the original to great effect, but with more vulnerability and an inner sadness that radiates out as bravado and confidence. Adrian Holmes is our new Uncle Phil, and although he's not as large as James Avery, his performance is just as dominating. Cassandra Freeman as Aunt Viv is a perfectly pitched mashup of Janet Hubert and Daphne Maxwell-Reed. Coco Jones as Hillary, Ali Sholatan as Carlton, Akira Akbar as Ashley, Jimmy Akingbola as Jeffrey, Jordan L. Jones as Jazz, and Simone Joy Jones as Lisa. Each one possesses the same fun of the original, but something more. Something more serious for a more serious show. And they do a damn good job in their, each in their own regard. See, honestly, I was truly all set to hate this show. My nostalgia, I felt, was under attack. I, I just couldn't deal with it. And honestly, I couldn't be more wrong in my assumption. Belair somehow maintains a sense of self and originality while being a direct descendant of a past glory. It's for the culture. My culture. The one that looks to pass the torch. And it is for the culture of those with their hand out, looking to take over and run with it. All six episodes are streaming right now on Peacock. And I suggest thoroughly, highly, strongly, however which way you want to put it, that you please sit down and watch it. If you are a fan of the original, you will like this. I promise you. And even if you've never seen the original, this is just a really good show that you can sit and watch. It's not too long. You can breeze through it in one sitting without much of a problem. Uh, if you're a fan of shows like uh, Power or Greenleaf or The Family Business on BET, I guarantee you, you'll like this. It's in the same vein. It may not be as violent or may not involve as much crime as the other shows, but this is still really good drama. And believe me, you will love the cast. It is just beautiful and they are all so vastly talented. So I'll take a break and I will be right back with the last call. If you like what you're hearing, then by all means, do check back in every Friday at 5 p.m. on Spotify and follow us on Instagram at the underscore tweakle underscore pod. And by all means, go back and listen to the older episodes and see where we came from and see where we're at because we started from the bottom, but now we're here. I'm Jake Alexander signing off. See you later. So that's it and that's all that is the end of the show we've come to the last call but before we get out of here i want to talk about something sort of serious uh it's definitely going to go away from the normal jovial fun nerdy time we usually have during the show um over the past oh it's march now see over the past three months i have had to bury four of my friends the latest one coming just this uh monday as a friend of mine passed away in a house fire. It seems like to me lately that death is following me. Now, don't get worried. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to turn to the bottom and start drinking. Lord knows me, those days are way over. Um, but I realize just how short life is and just how fast things and uh, just how fast time goes by. 
uh, a friend that passed away, we we lovingly referred to him as G. Um, he was another one of those kids that grew up on the same block as I did, and he's gone. And the crazy part is, is that the last time I saw him was just before winter started, and uh, I told him, "Hey, I, I'll catch up with you as soon as I can," because. Uh, you know, he's an adult. I'm an adult. We both have things to do and shit to take care of. But um, he knew I cared for him. Um, as kids, he tormented the shit out of me. But it was all in fun. Um, and it sucks because now I have to bury another close friend of mine. And I don't know how really to deal with it. And in doing so, I realized that I'm not the only person that's having to deal with this out there and i want to give you some words of encouragement just don't let it consume you okay um don't let the passing of friends especially for us millennials as we get older we're going to lose more and more friends they are going to bury us or we're going to bury them one way or another um don't let these losses consume you don't let everything that happens as we get older don't let them destroy the you know the joy that you have built these <laughs> these many years that we have lived um and that's it i just want you to keep your happiness keep your spirit keep keep up the fight and uh i will get back with you uh next week um hopefully with a little luck when we come back to talk next week for the a full review uh, actual honest review of bel-air and an honest an open and honest review of uh, the batman with robert pattinson i hope for both of those uh reviews it won't just be me um, if it is, it is, but I'm going to cross fingers that I can get both of those reviews done. So we'll have two episodes next week, one Friday, one Saturday. That is the plan, but you know, plans change <laughs> in the armed forces. They say no, uh, no plan of attack ever survives first contact. And that's pretty much how I deal with things. Um, but until then, I want you all to stay safe, be happy, be well, uh, for my producer, Nikki Rev. It's time to get out of here. I'm going to have a quick shot of whiskey in honor of my friend G. And then I'm off to see the Batman. It is opening day for it, and I am off to see it tonight. Um, yeah, I can't wait to get back and tell you what I think of it. Um, like I said, I'm 50-50, I'm man. I don't know. I'm hoping it'll be good. I just don't know if it will be or not. But we shall see. We shall see. So, again, for my producer, Nikki Rev, we're going to get out of here by saying the same thing we do every single time this episode, every single time an episode ends. God bless. I love you. And peace.